Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Black Women. It's your girl, Simi Shalabwa, and I'm so excited that you are with us this week. This week, I am honored, so, 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 so honored to have another beautiful Black woman on my podcast who is actually phenomenal. You, you know what? I'm just going to introduce her and she can tell you about herself. And if she doesn't hype herself up enough, I will do all that needs to be done. So I'm going to introduce you to Reni Odentoyambo. How are you? Tell two Black women who you are. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that introduction. <laughs> I am Reni. Hi, everyone. Um, I am a marketing manager at a large bank in Canada. And I call myself a marketing consultant by day and night. So even in my, <laughs> even in my, um, Outside of my nine to five, I would say I'm still a marketing consultant by heart. And I also run a creative agency with a few of my friends and co-founders called um, Season 3. So that's what I do. And is that enough for you? No, not at all. <laughs> These girls also come out of quarantine with this whole series on financial freedom, like talking with her dad, who's phenomenal, who has classes on it. Um, she's talking about investing, she's talking about saving, like multifaceted. And so I was like, I have to get you on this podcast because people need to understand this hustle. Like people really need to understand like, how you started this, why you started this, like, like how it like became connected to your journey during your career, but also it's like a part of you now. Yeah. So I actually work in a financial institution and my parents have really instilled financial literacy in me since I think since I was born, (laughs) which is, which is very important. And I understand the privilege that I have because I know a lot of people's parents, they have to learn it once they get to become an adult. So um, yeah, my parents taught me about financial literacy since I was a little kid. And I was like, I talk about financial literacy all the time on my stories. I'm very vocal about it. A lot of people are awkward about money, but I'm not, I'm the opposite of obviously. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, let me, like people always ask me questions when they want to have one-on-one conversations. I, ca- I, I cannot talk to every single person about it. So I'm like, let me just start a YouTube channel and then people can constantly watch over and over. And I started it about two, two weeks ago, I think. And I already have 300 subscribers. And I'm like, yeah, because I really think that in the industry, so I work in the industry nine to five. So I, I know it's a very white male dominated space. And I feel like when you, what, if I researched stocks and bonds, for example, and I want to learn how to invest, all I would see was white men explaining it. So it, it may make you feel like the space is not for you. But I want everyone to know that it is for you. We need to create generational wealth in our communities. So yeah, that's that was the purpose behind this YouTube channel. And I, I really hope it helps people. Yes, we love to see it. We continue <laughs> yes. to want to see it. And what was so like great that you said is like, we want to create generational wealth. Like we, like all of us talk about it, but no one, if you haven't got the skills to, or like nobody has ever taught you how to do it, then you're kind of on your own. And it's really important. I think for me, Um, my parents are like both accountants, which I've told um, people on the podcast before, but like, I never saw a lot of like young black women doing it. Like, so when I was thinking about doing stocks, I was like, maybe it isn't for me. And then I remember it was new years and you had posted about if you save this amount of money, I was first of all, you came from my whole heart. Cause I was like, listen, I can't even say that I can't save. Like I'm seeing people who've like always inspired me, who I know who are saving, who are um, Mm -hmm. 
putting their money away and like really starting to like build like generational wealth but little empires for themselves which are gonna blow to huge empires we're waiting to be it (laughs) Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was, I'm always really encouraged. Like when you talk about financial literacy, cause I feel like I learn and I feel like that's how the community should be. We're all learning from each other. Yes, that was so today though, I wanted to talk to you about two things, really personal brand and also networking, which you are really good at, <laughs> like just watching and seeing how you do it. Um, I feel like I was like a little selfish because I was like, I want you on my podcast because I want to learn how you do it. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of talk about personal branding first and then we can kind of go into networking. But personal branding, like what is it? Why is it important? Like how do you create it authentically? Because like, you know, you can show up and be like, oh, like I have to network and then feel like it's not authentic. Yeah. So what a personal brand is, it's the written story about, or the verbal story about what people think about you. So if I ask 10 people who know me, what are they going to say that I stand for? I think my personal brand is somebody who, so for example, at work, I'm someone who talks about diversity and inclusion so much that like... We love to see it. Like that has become a personal brand. Everyone knows me as like, okay, if I have an idea, but I should probably run it by Rennie because I want to make sure it's diverse and inclusive of everybody. So that's my personal brand at work. And it's something that it's, it's, it's actually natural to me. It's not like I had to force it or like, it's some, it's the things that you really value about yourself and things that you, that you really value, you just bring it to the forefront and then it allows people to know what you stand for. Um, I think it's very important because it can open doors for you. Um, it allows you to gain credibility with p- different people. It allows you to have perceived value that people have of you. And then you can have rewarding partnerships as a result. So, um, for example, my direct, my vice, no, my chief marketing officer at work, she is constantly asking me for my opinion on things. Like, I am... Four, how many levels lower than her? Four, four levels lower than her. But she's constantly asking for my opinion on different things. She sent me to the Barack Obama event, which we she, they bought. A t- our CEO paid for a table and they purchased a table, which was like ten thousand dollars, like something ridiculous I could not afford. And she she paid to send me there. Out of everyone on her team, she paid to send me there. So it's things like that that like just because of my personal brand, she sent me to that event. So it can open doors for you that you never knew existed. She also asked me to speak to a group of her of directors um, for me to mentor them, which is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> but like, yeah, she asked me to mentor them and speak to them about um, diversity and inclusion, building diverse teams. So all these different things. It's just, it's, it's a way to, to establish what you stand for at work. And yeah, it's very important. Yeah. I feel like for me, I didn't fully understand what personal brand was until I got to law school and people were like, what's your brand? And I was like, yeah. Simi, like Simi yeah. is my brand. Like I yeah. don't know. Ah. But then I really started to think about it. And like, I've always been in places that's talked about diversity, specifically anti-black racism. So people always knew I was that person. I'm always the person who's like empowering people. So like every time someone's having a bad day or needs like inspiration, they'd always like be like, hey, Simi, can we talk? Mm -hmm. And then another big thing that I found was part of my personal brand was the fact that I could have like honest conversations in a respectful way. 
So I had, I was, I was big mouth, (laughs) but I could do it tactfully. And I feel like that was like, what I had to realize about personal brand is that it's not about you being fake. It's not about you putting on a persona. It's about you understanding your uniqueness, understanding who you are as a person and how that brings value. Exactly. Person. Yeah. And if you are fake when you do it, people will figure it out. You can't, you have to be authentic because eventually someone will like, eventually you'll slip up. But, but if it's your natural self, then you will never slip up because you're just being you. So yeah, don't be fake guys. At all. <laughs> don't do it. Honestly, I have horror stories of trying to, I've had horror stories of trying to fit in, in the legal, in the legal field, networking and trying to put on this persona. And then I come home tired. Oh my gosh. Like actually tired. And then I'm like, I don't want to meet that person. I don't want to see that person again because I wasn't authentic. That is so relatable, honestly. (laughs) Like, especially we go to the same school. We go, we went to the same school. So, um, as you know, it's a very like network, network, network. Like they they really emphasize networking. And since first year of university in my undergrad, that's what I was doing, like networking. And I was like, why am I so tired after these events? Like I'm talking to these people. But do I actually care about that? Like, do I actually care? Like, I shouldn't be having this fake conversation. So I stopped doing that. I started having, making meaningful connections. And that's how networking actually works, in my opinion. Like, you can fake it as much as you want, but it's not, if it's not authentic, you're not going to make it a, a meaningful connection with them. That is so true. And now that you talked about networking, we yeah. have to move <laughs> on to it. But the one thing I did want to also say about personal brand is that it should stay consistent. Like who you are to other people should stay consistent, but that doesn't mean you can't change. Like that means, that doesn't mean that you can't like morph into something more. Like I'm only a bystander to your season three success. <laughs> but like, I, like I saw it, like I saw it, you started doing photography. You started like really understanding what brands needed. You started talking about inclusion and diversity and then see, season three was birth. So could you kind of talk about how you use like your personal growth kind of turned into networking and then from networking, how that kind of moved on? Hmm. So I like to align myself with people who are aligned with my goals. So I definitely, when I network, I look for those, I look for that in my networking. I'm networking with people who are also strategic thinkers like I am, who are diverse who value diversity and inclusion because honestly, you don't, even at work, when I interview for a role, I'm asking those questions. I know a lot of people think, yeah, I know a lot of people think that, <laughs> that, um, that when you're being interviewed and like, it's all about what they want from you, but honestly, you need to be realistic and think, do I actually want to be in a place that does not value diversity and inclusion? No. So you need to interview your man or the hiring manager as well. It's so important and it will make your experience at work a, a better place. I know money is always a factor. So like, you know, get your coin guys, but, <laughs> but like, the whole bag. Yeah. The whole but, bag. but when I was interviewing for the role that I currently have, I asked such difficult questions and my, I, I interviewed with the chief marketing officer also. And she asked me, do uh, she actually told me that she really valued that I asked her the tough questions because not many people do that. Mm-hmm. But I asked her, how come at all, all the, the women events, it's always white women? I asked her that. And she is a white woman. <laughs> In an interview? In an interview. But like, Chess. she's someone who values authenticity. I it could have gone either really well or really badly. But if it went really badly, I would know that that's probably not the place that is for yeah. me, you know? So... Yeah, that's that's my approach to networking. Really, like, <laughs> I network with people who I have genuine connections with, 
I, I network with people who are aligned with my values. And I understand that people who, not everyone, you shouldn't be in an echo chamber. Like not everyone should have, have like be exactly like you, but it is important that people value your opinions. People are similar to you in, in some kind of way. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I had questions, so I'm trying to like make sure that I get to them. Um, so, okay. So I feel like because we both went to like business schools, um, law schools, like definitely are in industries where networking is super important. We were always taught network, network, network. But what if you're not in an industry like business? Like, actually, no. Because everybody is kind of in like a business organization and networking can be used in different fields. But how could you talk to somebody who is like in science, somebody who was like in creating their own business, somebody who, I don't know, took an alternative route like art, music, any of those, like why networking is still as important and how they can kind of navigate that? Yeah, I think that's one of the benefits we have with going to business school because they really prepare us for networking. So even if there are two people, one studied, like I studied business, but then another person studied science, but we're still applying for the same job because that happens all the time. Like you don't yeah. have to go into the field that your degree uh, that of, of study. I think the person in science often doesn't have the networking skills to get the job, which is why the business student will do better, even though they may be equally as qualified. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know, like, you're asking how it's why it's important for them to be yeah like why is it important for everyone to network like no matter what industry you're in as I said it opens doors that that you would otherwise not have like even the role that I have right now it wasn't it wasn't posted online like I got that role from networking so I think building your personal brand and networking is so important just because it opens so many doors like I I don't know I don't know how else to say it It, yeah yeah I feel like if I'm honest, every single job I've got is because of my network, because somebody could one vouch for my personal brand vouch mm-hmm. for like the way that I do work. Okay. This is another important thing. Personal brand and network. Like you need to know your skill. You need yeah. to master your skill because if you get into a room and you say that you're good at something and then you network with someone and you tell them that you're good at that thing. And then you get the job or the role or the opportunity or the contract and you're not good at it, like it completely undermines your network and your personal brand. So you really need to be able to make sure that the personal brand and networking, networking that you do is authentic, but you also need to understand that like, if you don't have those skills, if you don't do it correctly, if you're not authentic, not just personally, but like also in your skill set, like it's not going to work out for you. But if, if you are a hustler, if you are good at your craft, if you have a personal brand and you're networking, like Randy said, like doors will literally, doors have opened for me that I didn't know existed. Exactly. And everyone always asks like, how did you do that? Like, what did you do? Who did you talk to? And I'm like, sometimes it's not even about talking to somebody for a specific role. Just being in the room is important. And I always feel like, uh, and this happens to me a lot, so I can't even blame it, like, say, like, oh, like, we're so bad at this. But, like, Black women, will, we will always question why we are in the room and if we're worthy enough to be in the room. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, if you are in the room, you are meant to be in yes, the room. Yes, definitely. And even if you don't feel like you are meant to be in the room, now that you're in the room, the room is officially yours, and exactly. it is your job to work it. It's your yes. job. To come out of that room with what you need to move on to the next level. 
Yeah. But I understand how it also can be intimidating. I, like, yeah. I definitely understand. Especially if you're in a room with all, like, all non-Black people of color or all, like, just anyone that's not non-Black. It's, it's very intimidating to be the only one. So I, I definitely understand. But shine through, honestly, guys. Like, mm-hmm. like secure the bag at any by any means possible <laughs> and, and for me this is what I do because I'm I'm gonna give you like practical tips that help me so uh the careers that I'm in are like mostly dominated by white men like most of them are partners most of them are VPs all of that stuff so for me it was really um nerve-wracking but the first thing I did was like I always tried to go with somebody I knew if there was someone in the room that I knew I felt like if we're not talking all the time, at least if there's like an awkward lull, I can go and talk to that person. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I did was like, I had to do like real, before I opened the door to go to the room, I had to just remind myself, I'm like, Simi, you are a hundred percent that ish. Like they don't know, but you're about (laughs) to walk into that room. You're going to shine your light. You understand that you like worked so hard to get into these rooms. And by the time you leave these rooms, make sure that everybody knows your name. They might not have met you, but somebody should say, and this happened in law school a lot, which people always were like, why do people do this? But every time I left a room, even if I didn't talk to somebody, somebody would be like, have you met Simi? And like so many of my friends would be like, I went to this networking event that I didn't even attend. And they'd be like, do you know Simi? <laughs> like, how do you do that? And I was like, honestly, because I tried every room that I was in, mm-hmm. I tried to remember that like I should have the same confidence as mediocre people should. Yeah, very mediocre people. Right? <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of media, and this is the truth about everything. When Michelle Obama said it, I was like, yeah, she was like, there are a lot of mediocre people who are not as smart of you, not as smart as you in these rooms. Yeah. And I'm not, that's not to say like, go in there, be like, I'm better than everyone, but to remind yourself that you are of value and worthy to be in these rooms. Yeah super important this is something i have an issue with so i'm gonna ask you a question how do you sustain these networks because i can't be emailing people every every day i can't be on linkedin every day so i find that you have like a really great rapport with people that keeps like sustains business and personal relationships so how do you kind of go about that um i think i also like I'm, I guess I'm choosy with who I network with. Okay. So I choose people who, as I said, resonate with my personal, like resonate with who I am as a person. So it doesn't seem like effort to reach out to them. Um, I'm, I also don't want to be annoying. So I'm, I don't reach out on a regular, like uh, every month or every, or every week or every two weeks, but like just a quick check-in. And I'm someone who is like very low maintenance. So um, there's, there's, co-workers at work that I haven't seen for the past three months. Obviously we've been in quarantine, but I'm just checking in on them. Um, I'll send them a quick note. It's like, it doesn't take any effort for, on my part. It's very simple, but it's something that I do on a regular basis just to check in. Remember my name guys. Like I, I'm like, how are you doing? I used to see you every day. Now I don't see you ever. So <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and I also think that if you're messaging, um, like so, say it's someone like a VP, for example, um, before you leave that meeting with the V, like if you have a meeting with them and they're very busy, they have like lots of meetings that they always have. Make sure you book your next follow-up meeting with them. That's- well, let me just write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I always do. So I have some of my mentors are people who are vice presidents who are like, they have, they don't have time to, to be checking my messages if I'm, I'm emailing them every month. But something that they can do is if I say, okay, thank you so much. I really value your time, but 
um, I would like to keep this relationship going. Yeah. Um, can I please have 30 minutes in your calendar next month? And I'll work with your executive assistant to book that time. 99.999% of the time, 30 minutes is nothing to them. So they're going yeah. to say yes. This is a good way to keep in contact. It can be every two months. It can be every three months. It doesn't have to be on a, like every, a monthly basis, but it's something that is so low effort for them that they're, they're 99% going to say yes. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good tip that I have to always keep in contact with people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, if you, yeah. and if you get on the good side of someone's EA, like their executive e- assistant, listen, listen. They control the calendars, guys. And be nice to people. Be nice to people. Be nice to people. This is something I feel like I've always taught myself. It's like, you're nice to everyone, okay? No one is above you. No one is beneath you. Be nice to everyone. But executive assistants, they have power. So I have so much to learn from them, and I definitely make sure I I have those meetings with them all the time. Um, Another thing, so when I was working as a business analyst and I wanted to get into um, marketing, I networked with people in a different, Complete. I didn't even network with people in marketing. I networked with people in HR who are the keys to the jobs, right? Like, Say it one more time for the people in the back. HR, guys, I, HR is, is the plug. They are the, the plug. So I started helping them with their campus recruitment events, and I would speak on their panels for them. And then I was always telling them, guys, I want to get into marketing. I want to get into marketing. I want to get into marketing. And but I was like, there are never any marketing jobs posted. They're looking at me like, okay, we know where the, where the jobs are. Just let, like, just let us know. And they were able to connect me and get me in the door. So like look at your network yes your network being your network (laughs) honestly guys they are your net worth for real they can connect you with like the job was not posted when i when i got went into the interview so guys come on come on utilize your network guys yeah and i know that in the past that some like networking always got given a bad rap because you didn't know who you could trust Mm -hmm. all of that stuff but i can tell you that for every one person who might be a little bit sketchy, a little bit snaky, there are 10 people who actually want to help because I don't know, like we've come into this new, I feel like it's like a new age of being understanding that like, it's not fun if your team isn't winning. Like nope. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a millionaire or a billionaire. We don't know what Jesus wants to yeah. do <laughs> and then have my friends also not succeed. So like, I know for me, like my network is available to everyone. And, uh, Mm, let me see let me change that almost everyone if you have a good personal brand if you are somebody that I believe that you will add because that's an important thing you need to add to my personal brand if I introduce you to someone you just made a huge point honestly like like, I cannot introduce you to someone and you're you're messing up no it's not because that (laughs) reflects badly on me and that means the next time I want to open the door for somebody else it is going to get shut in my face because the last time I did it it didn't work out. Exactly. And like I've had, so someone wanted to network with me. So they introduced, so someone else, someone I know introduced a third party to me to, to network with. So I met with the person and they were just so unprofessional. And I was like, oh God, like, I don't know. Next time, do I really want, next time my friend asked me to connect with someone that they know, do I really want to do that? So you, you really need to think about it logically guys. Like, I also want to say that like if okay we're all still learning so of course I've had blunders in my networking experience I've 
got people's name wrong. Oh. I have not burnt a bridge, but I've like accidentally said something that maybe I wasn't supposed to say. And like, it happens mm-hmm. and it's okay if it happens once, twice, it's, ha- it's okay. It's okay if it happens once. Another thing sort of like that happens the second time, but you need to understand that you need to learn from your mistakes. And I also think networking, me networking and bringing people into my personal brand, like connecting them with mine, has you can learn from other people's mistakes. I always try to tell my mentees, I have both mentors and I have mentees now, all of the mistakes I've made so that they don't make the exact same ones. So I always like to do this when I have people on the podcast, but if you had one piece of advice that you wish you had known or the piece of advice that you're trying to live through your life right now, what would it be? Oh gosh, this is a hard question. Ooh, yes. Um, I don't know. Okay, wait. <laughs> one piece of advice that I would give to others? Yes. Or, okay. You're so wise. <laughs> you are so wise. You put me on the spot. Okay. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Like, like, okay. The golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to yourself. Honestly, I know it's cliche and like, like we've heard it since we were kids, but it's so important in every facet of life. Um, giving first and then expect, and, and then, you can expect things to, good things to come your way. It's the principle of reciprocity, which I live by. Make sure you give first, and then it will come to you tenfold. And there was another one, but yeah, the, very important. So you know important. what, guys? To get her wisdom, you go have to follow her. Right, follow me. Follow me. I post every single day. She does. And like, you know how there's some people who you're like, you know every time they post you like have to like prepare your spirit and your soul before you read that post every time I see your story I'm like she's coming for me but I but I need it and then I press it and every single time I get something so you have to share your socials how can people connect with you how can people connect with your businesses your brands tell them everything yes so I am xoreni x-o-r-e-n-i on Instagram on Twitter and on YouTube. And um, I also ran a small agency called Season 3. It's small but mighty. We're starting out. And you can follow us. It's Season 3 with three E's at the end. So, yeah. I will tag everything on our Instagram, which of course you should be following. It's at two black women underscore the number two. Um, And do not even worry. You will be seeing Brenny so much more on this podcast because you honestly inspire me. I tell her this all the time and she thinks I'm like joking or trying to like (laughs) make her feel good. Like you literally inspire me all the time. Oh my gosh. And like, check me because sometimes I'm like okay like sometimes you're like is, is anyone else going hustle for you you gotta do yeah. it and I was like okay I, do I hear yourself, you girl. do it yourself do I it. hear you yes thank I just you want y'all me. to know that I'm thinking about you loving on you and praying for you always I'm praying that you have a really great week and that you know as we build our personal brand and we network we're gonna see ourselves flourish we're gonna see black women flourish we are no matter what industry you are in guys Make sure you're networking and, and building that personal brand. It's very, very, very important. Okay, guys. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me.